very special Lords of Grantham podcast. We go up and down the halls, we clean all the rooms, and we win bells on the Downton Abbey board game. Let's check it out. Can't tell them all from where you've been. That's danger. Don't play your game that I can't And we are back. Yes, we are. We just played the Downton Abbey board game for the first time. Yeah, and more importantly, we're here at MAGFest. Yeah, we've played it with a handful of our friends, those who have watched Downton Abbey and those who have not. So, uh, you've heard one of them before on our Mixed Match Challenge Episode 2. Mr. Alec is back. You want to pass the mic over to Alec? Howdy, folks. Everyone seemed to love Alec's analysis of Downton and how he made us look dumb. I appreciate it. (laughs) Willing to do it again anytime. Back by popular demand. Also joining us is... From News 12 Connecticut, Sean McCabe. Hi, guys. And we have our friend, other Sean, Sean Moore. Hello, everyone. So uh, before we get into this, we know Alec is a fan of Downton. So Sean McCabe, what is your relationship with the show? Uh, I watched the first, I'm going to say, three or four seasons of Downton. Three. Three seasons. Uh, and then I um, just fell off. There's, I don't know if you've heard anyone uh, say this before, but there's just too much TV out there. Just too much oh, we've heard TV it. We've heard there. it. Uh, and so I ended up falling off. But uh, I, I enjoyed my time with that show intensely. Wonderful. Good. What about you, Sean Moore? I have uh, zero experience with this show, aside from the uh, references between... When we started playing this game, you asked, what is a Downton Abbey? <laughs> yes, it was not in the context of, of the show, uh, uh, the, the, the building itself, the structure wherein it, it takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have, I have no, no connection to the show whatsoever. All right. So with that, I guess we should get into our, our feelings about the, the game. Yeah, uh, so long story short, the game is... It's terrible. It's Well, you're burying the lead. We need to explain what the game is. You can't just... This is bad audio. Can I ask a question of Sean, actually? Yeah. I, I'd love to know from, from Sean, having no experience of the show, not knowing what the show is really about at all, do you feel like you have a good grasp on the show, Downton Abbey, having played this board game? No. Not at all. There like, what, what if you had to guess? Feet to the fire. What is Downton Abbey about? About servants cleaning a giant manor. Yeah, I mean, there's affairs along the way. That's pretty close. That's that's pretty close. Yeah, that, that's that's close to accurate. Um, and just for clarification, this this game Dave ordered on eBay uh, for twenty dollars. I don't think it's publicly uh, available. Yeah, anymore. it's out of print. It's out of print. Uh, it's for <laughs> ages eight and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, two to six players. Yeah, two to six. If it's two players, that game's going to go on eternally. We had five players here then. Uh, So the game, more or less, you're in the servants hall. You get these mission cards, basically. You need to walk around the abbey and Destination cards. Yeah. You need to go to rooms, get bells, and whoever has the most bells at the end of the game wins. But you can sabotage each other and throw each other back. You can get letters, and the letters come from, like, Mr. Mosley Sr. and Mr. Blake. Dr. Clarkson. That... You know, it's like any sort of monopoly, like skip a turn, lose a turn, get an extra bell. And then Mr. Carson will tell you to do things. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. It's very reminiscent of Sorry, where you have to collect cards along the way. And then you can, if you jump on a player, they get bounced back around. I don't know. Well, (laughs) we're all here, as we've discussed multiple times on the podcast at MAGFest. We're here playing board games. So 
Maybe Sean Moore doesn't know Dallin, or maybe Sean McCabe didn't finish the show, but these guys know board games. So let's get some takes. How do we feel about the, the game? Here, here's my biggest and hottest take. I don't know. I'm not sure that this is a game uh, is my first thing. I, I don't remember making any decisions at all uh, over the course of playing it. And I don't know who it's for exactly because it's ages eight and up. And I think eight might be the sweet spot. It might be the older end of the sweet spot to where you could still enjoy this kind of a game where you just roll dice and you go where the dice tell you to go. Um, but I don't think a seven, eight-year-old is loving Downton Abbey, so I, I, don't know, hmm. I don't know who the target audience is here. I could, I could see it helping them learn to count better, maybe, because there is a lot of counting of spaces. Um, I think we, we noted that the, the layout of the board is, is kind of cool. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, it's colorful. There's a lot of spaces to go to, that sort of thing. Aesthetically pleasing. Um, it, d- it does say in the game when uh, unpackaging the contents, uh, one beautiful board. Yes. Oh, and it descri- the box says deluxe board game, too, right? It's a deluxe board game? Yes. Uh, uh, it looks like uh, the the game was made by this, was it Destination or whatever? It or looks like a brand of something. Yeah, sort. like the, a lot of... Uh, Licenses probably just use this basic set of rules and then apply their their visuals to it, because uh, that's the one strong point of this game, I guess, is that the manor itself looks kind of like a Down Abbey would be laid out, Hiker Castle. Um, Alec, what what was your take on this? It was a roll and move. It was uh, obviously very little um, attention was paid to pretty much everything except the board itself. Uh, the board itself was actually pretty, like Sean Moore said, pretty artistically done. Um, the letter cards were actually pretty interesting and funny to read. Um, clearly written by somebody who has watched the show at least a little bit. Everything else was pretty much, um, like Sean McCabe said, pretty much not a game. Um, <laughs> roll and move games are pretty obsolete at this point in 2019 when we have literally thousands of games that just completely blow those types of games out of the water. Um, so yeah, overall, I'd say um, there are pretty much zero decisions to actually make. Mm. Other than where you should go to ma- maximize the amount of bells that you're getting, yeah. And what I'm what I'm looking for in a board game is always interesting decisions, and, and that's that, that is that's where this fell flat for me. And the other thing was, was with that arbitrary uh, nature of it, when you just when you draw the destination cards, there might be one that sends you all the way across the house, and that's worth one bell. There might mm-hmm. be one that's like pretty close to the servants' quarters. You have to go, and that's worth four bells. It just none of it seems to make any sense. It's not even rewarding you on like a, a scale that made sense to me. Yeah, and even when you like, so there's Carson's cards. When you get this Carson card, it tells you to just pick up a letter card. So like you're just making me pick from another pile because you don't know what to do. I, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. The game is just very arbitrary. <laughs> it feels like a quick cash in. Like Corey said, it was a made by a company called Destination, which we have not researched, but it feels like like a skin like they put skins and themes over a basic roll and move game um and for downton it it doesn't really fit um again even even the player pieces are basically just uh anna's and uh, thomas. thomas barrows um but they're generic they, they don't even have faces on them like they could have easily just put photos of each character yeah, there's there's enough people downstairs that you can have mosley and, and i mean how much work would it have taken i mean that not have, zero yeah like C- it, control it just, paste well, just a quick search on Wikipedia. Destination Game was first published in 2004, and it's been applied to several destinations, over 20. London, New York, Paris, 
uh, Cardiff, Dublin. Uh, Down Abbey is the only one that's really themed based on actual like property. Although there was a Harry Potter version that was in development. But when the film Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince was delayed six months, it caused significant economic distress on the designer. So so this is basically the equivalent of like Star Wars Monopoly. So it's just Downton Abbey destination. Oh, man. Do we really like bury the lead with this? Are people fans of the destination game? Well, maybe they can reach out to you on, uh, on, on, on social and let you know. Yeah. If you're a listener from out of the States and you have played Destination London or whatever, let us know because... We might be insulting your childhood memories right now, in which case that's we're not sorry because it it stinks. <laughs> well, but childhood, right? It's, it's, this is very similar to the game of life. Uh, maybe actually with a few less decisions than that game. Yeah. Uh, shoots and ladders. You, they're they're games that are that are uh, for kids to play. It seems like a huge wasted opportunity because it's a show full of like power struggles and uh, uh, interpersonal conflicts that you could turn into some kind of an interesting actual game i think and that that's that's where it's a real bummer and it's weird because the game kind of touches on that a little bit but this is also a game where eight-year-olds can play so alec drew a card it was looking at a card where there's a scandal in the house of a downstairs member shacking up with an upstairs member and it's up to you to Uh tell people or not so imagine an eight-year-old pulling that card and having to reveal to his family well the downstairs is having sex with the upstairs. What well, doesn't like, say that? Well, it okay, they're they're hooking up. So can you imagine the embarrassment of this 8-year-old telling his family? Like it just well, I think who is this for exactly? Who is this game I, for? I think the good folks at Destination Games are wise enough to know that there there probably aren't children playing the Downton Abbey game. Think about that moral dilemma that kid is going through. Should I tell people that they had <laughs> this hypothetical here, child? So, so real, I saw mommy kissing Santa. Yeah. So if he if so if he doesn't tell anyone that he saw anyone kissing, he gets a bell. But if he tells people, he loses a turn. I guess you know. Like, then what? What? Well, it's not, not even know. a choice <laughs> in this game. Actually, no. I think about it, it's not a choice at all. What a what a bizarre card. Why would they uh, make that a choice? Because they want some more one one moral decision in the whole game. I, I guess <laughs> no. I guess it's like what uh, a what if you know like oh I'm married with Carson downstairs. But that's not even a moral choice. It's it's a choice between something objectively really good for like okay for you and then something objectively really bad. Is is there a role playing aspect we're not we're not tapping into here? I wish there was anything. I mean, because I mean, uh, they only give you eight p- pieces to play with, and it's four made uh, tokens and like different colors, and four Thomas cutouts that are different colors. Um, well, that's all totally arbitrary. Right, As everything in this no game is totally arbitrary. Now we're all board game fans here, so can we all think of um, games that would appeal to fans of Downton Abbey, and or that could be potentially uh, rethemed? to be Downton Abbey games. I can think of one off the top of my head, which is Love Letter. Yeah. Um, which I think yeah. would, would be a pretty uh, easy retheme and uh, it would fit um, Downton way better. And it's much much more fun of a game even though it's extremely simple. Um, if you, and if you want to go on the like slap the Downton sticker, like a Downton Abbey munchkin would be very easy to do too. What's munchkin? Well, we didn't explain what Love Letter was either. <laughs> Love Letter is a micro card game. Um Designed by a Japanese designer, Saiji Kanai, who designs a lot of these tiny micro games. Um, it's extremely fun. You can get it at pretty much every Target. Um, I'm pretty sure. It's about exchanging love letters, right? Yeah, it's 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 a. I'm not going to explain how to play, but I I can assure you it's it's a uh, not it's simple and easily themed. Exactly. Yeah, and it's uh, there's actually a few themes of it, um, but uh, that's the one game I can think of off the top of my head. You could also, how about a, um, and uh, I know we're going to get to the, the Munchkin one in a second, too, 
But uh, what about like a, a co-op game like a Pandemic or a Forbidden Island? I can see that if you're if you want to base the game around being a team of servants trying to get a bunch of shit done, maybe you've got all this shit happening all over the house and you've got to run around and get too much stuff done and, and you don't have enough time to do it. That's an interesting game and it still doesn't tap into what's interesting about the show. But if you wanted to take that theme, uh, I could I could see that being a good co-op game. Yeah, and as as we were saying, Munchkin is is, is co-op in a sense. It's a dungeon. It started as a dungeon crawly game where you're a, a dungeon crawly game. Did, yeah. Whoa, oh, there we go. Hey. See, we're right there. There's, there's crawlies. Sean Moore looks confused. Like, what does that mean? The name of the characters on the show are called crawly. They're the, they're called crawly. There are the crawly family. The creepy crawlies. The names of characters yep. on the show are called crawly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that puts it about as well as yeah. Munchkin started as being like. Uh, just a dude and you're fighting monsters, but you get upgrades. So yeah. Downton could easily say like, this is a conflict you need to resolve. You need to get this room clean and you need to be the most, you know, well-rounded servant to do it. Honestly, the best way to play Downton, I think if you want to play some Downton version of a game is probably, this is a soap opera, like a, like a D and D type game where there's this person who comes up with a scenario and everyone role plays a character and you just get into these ridiculous events because yeah, like or, a Downton uh, murder mystery would, or like a Downton they, or fiasco. They, yeah. They've been making a, a escape room board games. They could very easily make a escape room style, like solve all the puzzles to get out of here. Uh, Corey raised a great point with fiasco. Fiasco is a, it's a role playing game. Uh, I guess if, if you don't know anything about role-playing games, it's kind of like Dungeons & Dragons. You all have characters and you do things. But this is about as far from D&D as role-playing games get. You just have a web of relationships and needs that people have and locations where things are going to happen. And then you just play out a series of scenes and it always ends up being like a... It's designed to mimic like Coen Brothers films. So it's like a like a, a, a ramping up disaster for all the characters. And uh, that could... A Downton Abbey playset, because you, you, you can create your own playsets for this game fiasco. Uh, Downton Abbey playset would be really well. Maybe good. maybe that's something we can do. We could. I, yeah. I created a fiasco playset, so maybe I'll do a little Downton one. Let people Downton. know how it goes. I mean, we're, we're bearing the lead on all this, so the most important thing is I won the game. Oh wow! Your co-host Corey McNair won. So the premise of the game is: once you get the things you need to get to the servants' hall, once you finish all these missions, you need the first one back to the servants' hall. End the game. <laughs> yeah. So I was doing really bad in this game. I, I had only three destination cards. One was on the other side. I had to get to uh, guest room two next to Edith's room on the other side of the manor. But then my other two cards were on the other side. Uh, I, I was not collecting any coins while I saw Sean McCabe here uh, racking them up. Dave was racking them up. Uh, I was just trying to get along. And then, like, I got a Carson card who just made me lose. I got a card from Clarkson telling me I was sick and I had to lose a turn. <laughs> That was the highlight of the game was Dr. Carson telling, uh, telling me I'm sick. But what, what happened was I, I rolled a couple 12s because when you roll a 12, like, you know, Monopoly rolls, you get to go again. And then I got Woo. to get into rooms and then uh, I got back to the servant's hall because, uh, well, when you land on another servant, it sends you back to the servant, servant's hall. So Sean landed so on my Sean character. Mercy killed and ended the game. Because I had a destination card for the servant's hall, which we were trying to get to. And the game ends when you're in the servant's hall. So, and you get 10 extra bells when you're there, which makes the rest of the game arbitrary because if you get to the servant's hall first and you already collected some bells there's a good chance you're probably going to win the game just by getting there first i like the narrative structure that Very bells yeah. bells are the the metric of something good so like by the end of the day at downton you just have a sack full of bells and that's your way of saying you did well you can't be like a a note or a dollar or it's a bell also again going back to how arbitrary things are uh sean went to the dining room got four bells i got a destination card for the dining room three bells then there's no reason for that either yeah but sometimes 
all you got to do is push in the chair. Sometimes you got to, you know, you vacuum. The table, though, for formal di- diner, uh, di- for formal dining uh, uh, table setup, it, that probably took him an hour. And he only got uh, three bells for it. It just speaks to the, the lack of mechanics in the game, too. If they had some sort of, you know, repeat room, and you know, this has X bells on it, it loses one if it's, if it's visited, oh, I mean, they, they did have repeat cards where, yeah, yeah. well, as we said with Dynamo, well, Sean, you got one where you went out of the room, and then you just had to go back in the room to get more bells. Yep. Don't yeah. buy this game, people. If you see it on eBay and you're tempted at all, don't buy it. We may send it as a gift. Maybe no way. I'm not shipping yeah. that box. Maybe as a curio on your shelf, if you love Downton Abbey and you wanted just a, a thing on your shelf that's like, you know, you know how people collect Monopoly games they never play or whatever? Yeah, if, if you're one of those people that your game night with your friends is Monopoly or Game of Life, we can recommend you upgrades on that. But if you have no intention of ever expanding your horizons, and we, we're cool with that, then you probably would like the Downton Abbey game. But we're not here. To, we did not like it. I couldn't picture any adult liking playing that game. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that. I'm like, the the, box, came, the, the box would actually be pretty good looking if the destination logo <laughs> the wasn't font. on the side, which does not look Downton esque whatsoever. It looks very cartoonish. Um, yes, it's also on all the cards. Um, so and and to to kind of come back around to what we had talked about before. There are games, board games of licensed properties that are not just oh, Star Wars. Spe- speaking of Harry Potter, I mean, they dodged a bolt with Destination because we have a Harry Potter card game here where it's which based is on good. houses, which, which is, is very good. good. The yeah. Sons of Anarchy game is great. Yeah. There's a Breaking Bad game that's actually, you know, actually made by people that that make good board games. I haven't played I mean, it, but I can't say As far as anything. I can tell, Destination stopped publishing games after the Downton Abbey game. So this may have been like their last bullet in the chamber to like try and have a, a successful, you know, company or whatever. And they failed. Yeah. You, you almost wonder if they ran out of budget to actually make a proper game or something. <laughs> I feel like Downton Abbey, without even role-playing, this is a very easy, even using the exact same board, mm-hmm. there's such simple things that they could do to make this a fun and interesting game without even making it too much more complicated for, for children to play. Yeah. So I think we got to give a score to this game to wrap this up. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, because we've <laughs> our uh, yeah. trademark score system on yeah. this podcast. Well, we can't do power rankings, can we? No. Well, I mean, we could do us as players. You, you're number one. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Well, who was number two? Sean, Sean McCabe. McCabe. Uh, or, uh, oh, Alec, as we refer to him, Lick was number two, and then uh, the newsman was news number man, three. Twelve. Yeah. So then, I, Sean Moore, you were in last place, right? That's correct. I did very poorly. <laughs> so you're in Dave. The, you just stuck the microphone like up his nose. Great, riveting audio that you're <laughs> yeah, sending yeah, out. Yeah. We're all just listening. Dave's just handing. The, we're all handing the mics around. Oh, and, one more thing, and this is a question for Lick. Uh, could you share what your uh, attire was for this game, and, and did you feel like it helped you at all? I mean, in terms of aerodynamics. I was uh, tressless um, <laughs> below the waist, and um, I, I, I do feel like it helped me. I feel like the, the air circulation um, really helped my concentration, and oh, I, would do, yeah. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I, w- I will also say that we had the Downton Abbey score playing in the background. That increased the experience. That helped a little it bit. About like 1%. Yeah. I was just wearing my gym clothes, too. Uh, that, I think that helped a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to score this game because I, I feel like, you know, we just have to get All right, let's hear, let's hear your expert score. One. Out of two? <laughs> <laughs> out, of, out of one? A hundred. <laughs> one out of 100? No, no, no. Uh, let's give it 1.5 out of 10. Out of 10? Okay. For the board. That's 
is one the lowest I can go? It's just yeah. it's just not a game. It's a, it's a one for me, Doug. Or negative. You can go negative. It's a one for me, Doug. Okay. I'll agree with Corey and say 1.5 for the board. The board is actually, like I we've already said this three times, but it, it's actually uh, very well designed. Um, nice on the side of the board is nice. Did you feel like the stair- stairwells could be a little tough to figure out uh, where the spaces were? This is true. I mean, some some parts of the layout were a little bit tough to discern. But yeah, again, that's you know, that's uh, damning it with faint praise. I, I, I did go into a wall at one point, so I don't know if that was my fault or the board's fault. Probably oh, yeah, my fault. It's not clear. You have to go through the door to get into a room, and there's not two doors to get into a room. You have to walk around the hallway just to get into the room. Exactly. So can you imagine in the manner like I thought there was a door here? Well, I gotta go around the hall to I get in I guess I'm there. a ghost now. No, no, no. Some more. What would you give the game? One out of ten, I'd say, just for the the physical aspect of it, the the, the uh, aesthetic of it. Can but, you uh, can you rate your comfort sitting with uh, a trustless Alec without the pants? Oh, it, it was all around awful, just awful. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how right. we were just like just put your pants. Yeah. yeah, it was it was disconcerting. I'll say. All right. I'll be the optimist of the group, of course. Uh, I I did enjoy. As a Downton fan, I enjoy just like being dumb and listening to the music and doing Carson impressions, playing this game. That being said, the the theming of the letter cards and the board's artwork are probably the only noteworthy things of this game. The everything is everything else is arbitrary and broken. So I'm gonna say two out of ten. Would you play it again? Yeah. I wouldn't like <laughs> if I was in with people that don't play board. If I was at with friends that only play Monopoly and and Sorry and Scrabble, I would play this game over those. My only value would be just to read through the, the letters again to see what characters they are imitating in their letters. But Monopoly is a game, though, at least. Yeah. S- sorry isn't. Scrabble but this is this is the same. Oh, that would be a good game, Monopoly, where you're you're uh, Lord Grantham and you have awful investments and you're losing the money of the family. I would play that. <laughs> That's a good one. There we go. There we go. There's an idea. But uh, I think that that. Caps it uh, for us here at MAGFest with uh, the Down Abbey board game. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, tweet at MAGFest. Say that they played themselves for not accepting our panel. Yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We have a survey on SurveyMonkey asking fans for their opinions on what we should do after Down Abbey. Mm-hmm. Uh, like us on Patreon. Support us on Patreon. Give us some money to keep you this podcast afloat. Episode. And uh, do you want to follow any of these people? Sean McCabe, do, where can people follow you online? At Sean McCabe News 12 on Instagram. Yeah, you if you're in Connecticut, tur- tune into uh, local news. For uh, uh, Western Connecticut. There you go. Alec, are you on the socials? I'm not on any social media, but you can come to Mystic Aquarium and... Uh, Ask for I, Alec and I, you'll I, get I a free hot dog. Will, <laughs> will you be wearing pants at Mystic? Uh, I have to, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'll get fired. So. And, you and Sean Moore, we know we'll see you on... Uh, what? On what do you mean? Well, you're on the dark web, but you're also on Instagram, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm not, what is this? I'm not on the dark web. <laughs> where where can people find you if they want to see more of your fans, uh, fantastic photos? I'm on Sean Smores Instagram. Sean.smores, right? Yeah, Sean.smores. We don't do our personal accounts. Lords of Grantham only. Yeah, we, d- we never do our personal accounts, but we, we shake down our friends to tell theirs. <laughs> yeah, where can we find you? <laughs> so look for them. Don't look for us. <laughs> yeah, if you, you find will. us on social, That's a mistake. you're done. <laughs> yeah. We'll catch you next time on the Lord's Grantham Podcast. Hey, happy gaming.